Welcome to today's episode in Parenting Your Peace, a podcast series for parents in burnout. Parenting Your Peace is a podcast helping you to connect with your relationship with yourself, your ideas about what parenting should look like, and examine a deeper understanding of how you can support yourself recovering from parental burnout. This podcast is perfect for you if you are a family with foster and adoptive kiddos, families with special needs children, as well as those parents experiencing all the new challenges as they grow their family or change the dynamics in their parenting relationships or family dynamics. Welcome to the show. Welcome to today's episode where we'll be talking about building your own self-care routine. It's time to reconnect with your senses, said every parent ever when you're struggling to get through the hump of placing your feet on the floor for yet another day. If you're finding yourself really, really in the midst of burnout, there's often a lot of anxiety around, I know I need to change, but I'm not sure how. If you're feeling that way, I want to say, I totally hear you. I have been in that spot and it's really, really challenging, especially if you find that you're constantly the person to be asked, how do I make my day better? Mom, can you help me, please? As a parent, I look to you, please help me, help me, help me. All of a sudden, facing your own need to be helped, it can feel really overwhelming to get over the first hump of, I know I need to change, but I'm not sure what. I know I need help, but I'm not sure what. I know I need things to improve, but I'm not sure what. I'm scared to even admit that I don't know what I need. Firstly, I want to also say that there are many people out there, if you're struggling to reconnect with yourself and you're really struggling to wake up and feeling that sense of hopelessness, please, 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 please contact a mental health professional and find ways that you can talk with someone to really discuss the things that you need to get through your day. Okay, with that in mind, I want to specifically point out some ways that I've looked at improving my ability to cope with the many stressors of being a parent. Number one is to reconnect with your senses. Reconnecting with your senses is something that I have recently started doing, and this is specifically after a challenging parenting moment, whether you've had to make a correction, you've had to share less than settling news with your kiddo, whether that's having to do an activity that they don't really care for, having a really hard challenging moment with a kiddo and some big feelings, regardless of what parenting moment that is, after that's happened and you have a few minutes, I'm talking five minutes or less, it is a good way for you to reconnect with your senses by doing this grounding technique. This grounding technique is called 54321. It's a way to ease your state of mind in stressful moments or after a very stressful moment. The number one thing that you can start with is to acknowledge five things that you can see around you. Take a look around the room and see if you can notice anything particular that stands out to you. It might be very something very common. If you're inside of your house or your bedroom, you might look at your bed, your bed sheets, you could look at your furniture, it could be some specific decoration on the wall, but acknowledging the five things that you see around you. Number four, acknowledge four things that you can touch around you. Maybe taking a moment to actually feel physical things that are on your person. This might be touching a blanket that's nearby you or touching a sweater or a shirt or maybe feeling your hair or feeling the fingers touch your own hand or maybe even wiggling your toes. 
uh, on your shoe if you're wearing shoes or your socks if you're wearing socks or your slippers if you're wearing slippers. Acknowledge the four things that you can touch around you. Number three, acknowledge three things that you can hear around you. If you're in a very quiet area, which most of the time, if you have kids running around, it's not very quiet, focus on the three things that you can hear. This might be the fan running, the air conditioning running, maybe it's the sound of water going if your child is playing with water, if you have any other sounds that are playing, like music, acknowledging that those things are there and listening in on those things and really feeling the presence of mind shift your attention to the sound is really helpful. Number two, acknowledge two things that you can smell around you. That might be something very pleasant like a candle or some lotion or perfume. It might be awareness of other scents around you. Perhaps you're, you're smelling your lunch or your dinner or a coffee that's in your cup or tea or milk if you have um, milk around you. All of those senses really help to shift your attention away from whatever challenging moment that you had onto something else and, and grounding you in what those senses are supporting you with. And the last thing is acknowledge one thing that you can taste around you. Again, going back to if we're smelling something like coffee, maybe take a drink of coffee or maybe take some time to drink uh, a sip of water or put ice to your mouth, something that you can taste. So all of these things are grounding techniques that actually my own therapist recommended that I do. And I find that I'm really excited as I kind of think through some challenging moments, as I kind of work through my own ability to shift my attention on those things, really help me to change my focus on the things that are really bothering me, at least for a few minutes. <laughs> so the other thing I want to talk about is sensory strategies for different emotions. And so for me, I have found that calming activities don't really help me when I'm feeling very angry. I have a lot of energy in my body. I feel anxious or I feel angry and, and calming activities aren't actually helping me. So I like to find uh, in my own toolkit some strategies to really focus on helping me manage the feeling that I am experiencing or the emotion that I'm experiencing that really helps me to recognize that giving myself the space for that emotion doesn't necessarily mean just sitting with emotion. I think that for myself, I sometimes have this feeling of getting too much in my head. And so I created this as a way to help myself, support myself when I'm having a really hard feeling, just as I would for my own child. So when I'm feeling anxious, which is often, I start to think about ways that I can focus my attention on something I can do. Again, this is not during a very hard parenting moment. This is kind of after the fact when I just need to change my outlook or I need to focus on something else. It's diverting my attention. So number one is I focus on something that I can taste. So for me, this is actually um, like water with ice or a beverage with ice. I know that the ice actually helps to calm down my nerves, especially if I have that like high intense anxiousness that sometimes I feel like I just can't get that feeling out of my body and I need something to help ground me into where I am in the present. 
sometimes that's a smoothie. Sometimes I'll just say, okay, my kids are at school. I'm going to go grab myself a smoothie. Or maybe I already have the ingredients for a smoothie and I'm just going to make myself a smoothie so I can help myself. Number three is just to take some vitamins. So maybe I'm feeling anxious and there's really not much I can do to change what's causing the anxiety. So instead, I'm going to focus on what are some things that I can do to help level out my anxiety levels. So for instance, um, I have a lot of fatigue. And so sometimes the anxiety comes from I haven't had enough sleep. And so I don't know how to handle these big emotions when I feel personally very tired. And so I've increased my own B12 vitamins. I also have an iron vitamin that I'm taking. Um, also uh, take an ashwagandha gummy that's really been helpful. And I also take some multivitamin gummies. Um, <clears throat> I have some other gummies that I take as well. But I think that my own supplements and vitamins ha have actually improved the way that I'm feeling physically and my relationship with my body. Number three, I'm sorry, number four is take a bath. And again, this may not always be possible if you're on complete parental duty and you physically do not have the separation to care for yourself in that way. If, the, if you, you do not feel that that's very helpful for you to take a bath and instead you need to do something else um, because you are unable to take a bath or don't find baths enjoyable or pleasant for you in that emotion or at all, that's okay. You know, that's something that's really helped me. I find that I like baths. Personally, I'm a big bath person, so you can judge me for it, but I find baths to be incredibly enjoyable. I have these um, bath, um, magnesium bath called from Floyd Stress Care. I absolutely love them. I just pour them in. It's got some other things in them, including magnesium. They have Epsom salt, and they also have other kinds of um, vitamins in there that they have so definitely check it out if you're interested but you don't have to use something fancy you can just make your bath time pleasant 15 minutes in the bath if you're able to I find that it's really enjoyable for me number one two three four five six I think I'm on six now washing my face with cold or hot water so sometimes if I'm feeling really anxious I start to feel really overwhelmed and all of a sudden my mind starts racing and so I find that washing my face with cold water or hot water it just kind of brings me back to my senses. Another thing I like to do is really just snuggle up with a soft blanket just touching the blanket allowing that that blanket to kind of wrap me up. Some people really enjoy having um, pressure on themselves for their body like having a weighted blanket really helps them or a heated blanket. For me, I don't really like the weight of blankets, and so I just prefer just something very soft and, um, you know, very fuzzy. <laughs> so for me, that really calms me down. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is the feeling of being tired. So some of these are kind of repeats of what I mentioned that I do for anxiety, but for me, like I said, I do supplements. I also kind of like to listen to podcasts, and sometimes I also watch a show if I'm tired. It kind of helps me to boot up, especially in the mornings when I really don't have mental energy to focus on something that is mentally taxing. I also like to drink carbonated beverages. So that could look like, you know, having um, Sprite or having a, um, a kind of uh, seltzer water. It can also look different for you if you if you like um, sweet beverages, cold beverages or anything that's going to add liquid to bring you back to your senses if you're very tired. You just need something to wake yourself up. I also want to mention that if you didn't listen to episode one, 
definitely go back to listen to that strategies to help you check what's going on underneath your hood because fatigue could be a number of factors that's contributing to your overall satisfaction and the way that you're looking at your life. Um, naps. If you're able to have a nap, that's great. If you can't, I know it's really challenging to get through your day not being able to get the amount of sleep that you desire. So I totally recognize that not everyone is able to take a nap. But if you can, do 10 to 20 minutes in your nap and see if that helps. You know, maybe you can do that twice a day. Maybe you can switch off with a parenting partner to see if you can get a nap. Or maybe just naps aren't feasible right now um, for a moment. You know, it's it's very possible that napping is not on the table and that you need to focus on the, the quality of your sleep or your restfulness in getting to sleep at an earlier time if it's, it's possible. Okay, I also sometimes recognize that I don't eat enough during the day. Maybe I'm actually focused on work. I'm something else has grabbed my attention. And I recognize that it's 11 o'clock. I haven't eaten breakfast, haven't eaten lunch, and now I'm struggling to get through the day. That's the case. Then maybe you want to consider using a snack to refuel your energy with apples, bananas, um, nuts, things that would give you energy. Protein sometimes also helps me. I like to, you know, add more protein in my, to my diet, especially if I'm eating more vegetables or salads. I'm just not getting enough of the nutrients that I need for my body to get the energy it needs. Now let's talk about panic. If you are experiencing a high amount of anxiety, one of the things that I found has been helpful for me is to really just allow myself to feel what I'm feeling. It's just acknowledging the presence of that feeling in my body. And when I start to feel like I need to get out of my physical area, and if I'm able to and my kids are not around, I generally just go for a walk. This is really helpful for me because it allows me to get outside, start breathing, get some movement into my body. And if you feel like you're able to move your body in some meaningful way just to help overcome those intense sensations, then this might be a good option for you. Other things I've done is to just fully allow myself to feel the feeling. Um, that might look like focusing on breathing, wrapping my arms around my body. Um, it sometimes means that I need to allow other sensations across my face, like washing my face or um, actually allowing myself to cry. Sometimes I need an actual break and separation where I have some privacy so I can start feeling my feelings without overwhelming anyone else around me. And this is just, again, just knowing the way I am and not wanting to uh, make all of that information aware for everyone inside the house is, again, just my way of separating myself from other people in the house. And again, this is not necessarily a panic attack, just more of like feeling an intense amount of anxiety. If you have experienced a lot of different types of panic attacks in the past, I highly recommend that you speak with a mental health professional since panic attacks is not really what I'm referring to here, just again, this intense anxiety. Lastly, I want to talk a little bit more about anger. Now, different people experience anger and different sensations in their body. For me, there's times when if I'm in the heat of an argument or if I feel like I'm very frustrated, I think the way that I cope best is actually taking a break and walking away. So for instance, if I'm in a moment where I feel really angry and I know I'm going to say something that would be hurtful and I'm not thinking clearly, the best 
way that I deal and cope with that is actually just walking away. Sometimes just giving myself a bit of distance and separating myself is the best way that I can cope with it. Now, this may not be the best solution for you. Maybe you do not do well when you walk away. Maybe your family members do not do well if you walk away. But just acknowledging and maybe telling people in advance and say, hey, you know, sometimes I might come across as angry and that's just the feeling that I have. If this happens again, where I start to get really frustrated, instead of saying something I will regret, I'm going to actually just take a moment to myself and that is going to look like me walking away. I'm going to come back when I feel like I'm be going to be able to talk about this, but in the moment, I may not be able to actually tell you everything that I'm feeling. And the best thing is to just give me some space and I will come back. Uh, sometimes if you really can't take a step back and you can't physically separate from a family member um, or a child that's in your care, because that's truthfully sometimes that happens if you're in a public setting like Walmart or a Target or wherever it is that you go shopping for groceries, sometimes you actually physically can't separate yourself from your child. And so in that the case then sometimes I actually just need to breathe and pause count in my head count to 10 start thinking again of those grounding exercises if you can do it really quickly or just feeling the sensation of your physical body and your clothing has helped me a lot um, I can't say that every time I'm angry I don't say things that are um, from anger there are times when I do and again I just apologize after the fact and then I try my best to start working on the issues that I'm facing when it comes to being angry. Um, another thing that I found really helps is just carrying a pack of gum with me. So there are times when I have so much energy in my body and I really don't have any outlet besides chewing on something. So chewing ice has helped me. I know probably not great if you're a dentist or a oral hygiene hygienist, um, but chewing gum like just having gum available to me when I know I'm going to be in a stressful situation or I know that there's going to be some issues that come up where I feel physically angry I in order to really help regulate myself I chew gum some people have found that blowing bubbles helps them so they'll keep bubbles with them not just for themselves but also for their kids um, and here's just a kind of different thing for me I know that when I feel angry and it's the morning because the mornings are very stressful for me. I sometimes will try and brush my teeth. I know that sounds really weird, but just the whole sensation of brushing and being kind of vigorous with the brushing kind of helps me. Um, again, if you can't physically separate yourself from your child because you need to watch over them for safety reasons, um, you may want to consider just separating yourself by just hopping in the bathroom. Giving yourself a few minutes to collect yourself, feel all the feelings that you have. But just kind of collect all of the energy and focus that you need to. And once you're able to walk back into the situation and you've given yourself that time, then you can kind of allow yourself to handle whatever situations in front of you. So if you feel like you're still having a lot of anger and there's a lot of energy in your body, meaning like you just really feel like I need to do something right this second there is a concern I have right this moment and the only way I can do something about it is to say something or to do something. One thing I would really suggest is to really write those situations down 
or to really just think about why is this bothering me so much? It could be a behavior that's really bothering you or it could be just there's some underlying reasons maybe from past parenting models or past parenting relationships that you've had that have caused you to feel that the behavior is unacceptable or that it makes you feel very frustrated for some reason. I know that there's a lot of reasons why people might get that way and get very frustrated and having anger isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just means that there's something going on inside of you that is causing you to feel that way and that's okay. Um, It could be that the environment is just causing you to feel uncomfortable or to feel really frustrated and anger. Could be for a variety of reasons. Perhaps you're not getting enough sleep, getting enough rest, or there's a boundary that's been crossed and you feel that that boundary needs to be respected and you feel disrespected. And because of that, you find that you're angry and want to take action on an issue that probably isn't as big of a deal if you were to think about it in a different context and you were fully rested. Or maybe it truthfully is a very, very big deal to you and you feel like it's such a huge concern that the only way that you can cope with it is to really just react out of anger. So again, anger is not a bad feeling. It's not a bad emotion. Emotions are what they are. They aren't good or bad. They're just a feeling. And so what I I think is important to identify is strategies to help you cope with the feelings that you have instead of reacting to them, understanding them, and then secondly, trying to resolve whatever issue is the biggest reason for the anger. Easier said than done, and I'm not going to go into specific examples about anger and how you can react in those specific examples, but just understand your own triggers and how you can work with yourself, and if you are able to, a mental health professional can really, really help you figure out what is the big underlying reason for the anger. Okay, so we talked about a lot of different emotions today and I shared with you some ways that I cope with those emotions, but you might want to take some time to actually sit down, take about five minutes and jot down some ideas. For example, you might write down, what can you do if you're anxious, tired, panic, angry? You might have a list of entirely new emotions, jealous, depressed, apathetic, And then start to write down the ways that you can get in touch with your senses, ground yourself, or focus on strategies that can really help you cope with those feelings. And not necessarily, again, focus on changing someone else, but focus on what you can do to help regulate yourself, your body, and your brain. Thanks so much for listening to episode three in our three-part series of our first podcast of Parenting Your Peace, a parenting podcast all about helping you reconnect with yourself and help you identify ways to improve your life after parental burnout. That's it for today's episode. I can't wait to talk to you in our next episode and we will be catching up with you soon.